Well, I started, what, a month ago trying to preach on healing? It's been good. <laughs> but I got it started. <laughs> you know, last week, uh, Father, we thank you for your word. We just thank you, Lord, for your, your presence that's here. I read this last week, God, from Andrew Womack. He says, God used miracles of healing like a bell to draw the masses. He used healing as a proof that he could forgive sins. In, in fact, he said miracles was a greater testimony of the fact that he was the son of God than the preaching of John the Baptist. God used the miraculous to heal and to authenticate Jesus' message. Likewise, I think it's ringing a little. Likewise, a little more. Likewise, the Lord told his followers that the same works that he had done, they would do also, and greater works will he do. How many know greater works will you do? Because I go, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. Greater works will you do because I go to the Father. The Holy Spirit would confirm the true preaching of God's word with signs following. Believers would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he says, if Jesus was still here on earth today in his physical body, he would be healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead. Jesus hasn't changed. The people who represent him are the ones that have changed. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But you know, as we were singing that song, I want you to understand something. The lion and the lamb. Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He was the lamb slain. And 1 John here in 4.17 says, okay, where am I at? I thought I had 1 John. It got moved. 1 John 4. I wanted to read the next verse to you. That's why I turned there. 1 John 4. Wow. Verse 16, I like that too. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. You know what Jesus said? God so loved the world. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5. And he says, he loved us that much. He that dwelleth in love. Now that word dwell is union. We're in union with love. Dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. You know, there is a day of judgment. It says some men's sins go on before to judgment. Say, that's me. That's already been judged. We don't have to worry about the judgment. Others follow after. They do have to worry about it. But your sins has already gone on to judgment. And it says here that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as so it says as he is. I'm, I've got a little to drink a little too heavy this morning. Sorry. Started last night at Tom's church. If, if you've ever been to Tom's church, you hadn't you ought to go sometime. It's an experience. I said there ain't no religious devil in hell would go in that building. I'm not one. I'm telling you not one would go in that building. Yeah, I told him. I told him that too. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh. Oh, yes, Lord. 
this just carryover. Sorry. Don't apologize. We love it. It says, because as he is, so are we now in this present world. Now, I want you to see something, the lion and the lamb. The lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. That's who Jesus was. But Revelation says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys. The key is that word there, key, of death and hell. He's the lion now. He's the lamb. He was exchanged into the lion. And as he is today, we are. We are the lion with him. We're not just a lamb. We're lion. We're not a lamb. We're lion of the tribe of Judah. Because as he is, so are we now in this present world. There's nothing wrong with who he was. I believe if he was here, he'd still be healing the sick, cleansing the leper, and casting out devils. That we can do. But I'm telling you, we can do it as a lion and not a lamb. And he wants us to do the works that he did. In, Jeremiah, in, in Luke, I mean, John chapter 17, when he said, This is eternal life, or life eternal, that you might know the Father and Jesus Christ whom he sent. And you remember last week, I read this to you. Eternal means this, there, without beginning and end, that which always has been and always will be, not affected by the limitations of time. Listen, it's not that we're going to have eternal life someday. We have eternal life right now. And, and, and what you said a while ago, we're going deeper. I tell you we're going deeper because we're not going to be limited by time and space. We are in the eternity already without beginning, without end. We are in eternal life now. He wants you to have life and have it abundant. And that's soul life that he wants us to have now in this present world. See, the church needs to wake up. It's, that's why the devil, the God of this world, blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine. Why? He don't want you to know who you are already. He wants to keep you blind to, the, to that fact that you, you are as he is, so are we in this present world. And we look at the mission that Jesus came. And what did Jesus say? John seventeen eighteen. As you have sent me into the world... Even so have I sent them into the world. Father, as you sent me here, I've sent them into this world. We're here. We have the mission that he started to finish. We've got to finish the work. And verse 19 says, I sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. Verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them which shall believe on me through their words. Say, that's me. That means you and me. That they all may be one. One. You see that word? One is, is one number off in Strong's of union. Uh, of into. Into is one, one letter off. One. One is the greatest number there ever was. Jesus said, I pray that they may be one as we are one. That the world may know. See, when we get in oneness like he's talking about, the world's going to know. The world's going to know. Amen? Whew. That they may be one as we are one. And Jesus said in John 20, what did he say? As the Father has sent me, John 20, 21, 
As the Father has sent me, even so send I you. <clears throat> and he breathed on his disciples and said what? Receive you the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. Whosoever sins you retain are retained. That's the authority that he's given to the church. Amen. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. And whosoever sins you retain are retained. You remember when the, the Pharisees and scribes got so upset when he said to the, the man with palsy, thy sins be forgiven you. And they said, this is blasphemy. Who on earth can forgive sins but Christ only? And Jesus said, I want you to know that the Son of Man, I could say rise and walk, but that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. Saints, that was a long time before he went to the cross. He is forgiveness. He is everything. He already is. He already was before he ever went. Why? Because he was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That was Revelations 13, 8. And it says the lamb, that those names written in the lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world, Jim. Your name was written in the lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. And how does these little minds handle all that? You can't. Because in eternity, there was no beginning and no end and all that. It's always it was always been. That's right. And Jesus said, the love, the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the world. It already was. It already is. We're the ones held in this time frame world. We don't have to be held here because that's not who we are. You know, as I sat by my brother and he went on into eternity, I realized it's just a breath away. That's right. It's only a breath away. It's not a big deal. You know, and he has the keys of death and hell. You know, in, in Hebrews chapter 2, I'm going, I guess I won't get on my message anyhow. <clears throat> you went to Tom's church. I went to Tom's church. It says, for as much as Hebrews chapter 2, about verse 13 and 14 thing, as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took part of the same that through his death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death was all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Death. He already has the keys of death. Death has already been destroyed. In Timothy, it says he, he destroyed the devil's power of death. Death has no more dominion. When he said to, to Martha, Martha, your, your brother will rise again. I know he will at the rest. No, you just said, Martha, you missed it. It's not an event. It's a person. He said, I'm alive forevermore. I'm dead, all right. I was dead, all right, but no more. I'm alive forevermore. And I have the key of death and hell. No more. Death will no longer have dominion over you. We don't need to fear death. We don't need to worry about death. When we leave this place, all we're doing is just ex- making the final exchange. The final exchange is over. The lion and the lamb. It'd like to knock me off the stool over there a while ago. Because we have a tendency to want to think about the Jesus that was. And it's, it's a wonderful thought of who he was. But saints, that's not who he is. He's king of kings and lord of lords. And he says, now, now I'm going to send you. As the Father sent me, I sent, I'm going to send you in the same way. And he breathed into them. 
and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, whichever one you like. Receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody asked me this morning, and it's just in my opinion, it's not worth a whole lot, but I believe the whole, that the disciples got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit right there. Right there. Because on the day of Pentecost, it says, when the Spirit came, Peter standing up with the eleven said, these are not all drunk as you suppose. All these are not drunk. They were standing up. They were standing up. If they had received the Holy Ghost like the rest of them at the same time, none of them would be standing up. I can assure you, been there and done that. They went to Tom's church first. He said, receive you the Holy Ghost. And they did. And that was the starting of the manifestation of the new covenant. Jesus said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And then he said, whosoever sins you remit. He said, whatsoever you do in my Father's name. He said, if you receive them, you receive me. That's his body. That's his church. See, we're here to represent him. And that's why he wants us to go and do what he came to do. Matthew 16, he said to Peter, I give you the key to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth, that's the Holy Ghost. Remember that. The key is, is not there. It's key in the original. The key is the Holy Spirit. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Amen? And that's what he's, he's here for, to take authority for the kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, it says in Galatians 6, 1, and I'm gonna have, we're going to have communion here in a minute. Galatians 6, 1 says, If a man be overtaken in a fault or a sin, ye which are spiritual, and amplified, who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, should, the one that sins, you should set him right, restore him, and reinstate him without any sense of inferiority. Consider yourself, lest you also be tempted. I've never seen the churches ever do that. Somebody sins in the church, they get kicked out. Set them right, restore them, and reinstate them without any sense of condemnation. That's what Jesus came to do. What did he say the woman taken in adultery? We're those that condemn you. Well, I don't see any. He said, well, I don't either. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I'm telling you what, it's staggering. When you start seeing the higher you see from the perspective of the kingdom and what God has done before anything was done. Yes. And I realized, you know, that this whole thing was not about we wasn't just saved by what Jesus did. We were saved by who he was. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, especially now, what? Who he is. He, as he is, or so are you now in this present world. I mean, can you get a handle on that? That's your identity. You, you know, you look at that. Uh, it's staggering. Jesus, we're looking at healing. Jesus doesn't give us healing. He is our healing. He is our health. It's not something he gives us. It's something he is. He paid for it. He doesn't give us resurrection. He is our resurrection. He doesn't give us life. He is our life. Colossians 3.1. 
If you be risen with Christ, or since you've been risen, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you're dead, and your life is hid in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life? If you have any life, it's his life. So we're living by the life of an eternal one. That's who we are. That's who we are. John G. Lake said the secret of Christianity is this, that it's supernatural from start to finish. It's supernatural. And why was Paul addressing the church at Galatians? Because having begun in the spirit, are you now perfected by going back to the flesh? Who put a curse on you, he says. See, it's a supernatural thing we're in. So I say we move more and more to the supernatural realm and, and not so much the natural realm. It should be naturally supernatural for us. We should be naturally supernatural. Naturally supernatural. He is our life. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear Then shall we also appear with him in glory. I like what I said years ago. We're seated with him in heavenly places. And one of these days we're coming back with him to get the rest of us. The part of me that's already up there will come back and get the part of me that's still here. Amen. Amen? And you know, it's going to happen in what? A moment in the twinkling of an eye. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. And that Greek word is exchanged. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. And this old corruptible body will be left here. And we'll have an incorruptible body. And it says made like unto God's seed. We'll have a supernatural body according to God's seed. It may look like this body. I don't know. I don't think it will look much like it. Because... When Jesus was with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, they didn't recognize him. The disciples, when he walked through the wall, they didn't recognize him. Right? He had to show them his hands and feet to convince them it was him. Right? So if you don't particularly like this body, don't worry about it. You're going to have another one that you're going to have for eternity. And I can tell you one thing, you will like it. You will like it. I say, mine's going to have hair, Dennis. And Dennis is going to be skinny. Amen. All right, Eric, come on up here. I'm just going to quit. Yeah, I'll just quit. Why not? We'll have a glorious body fashioned like his glorious body. And we'll start back up on this later. But I want you to remember... As he is, not as he was. We say that again. As he is, not as he was, so are we now in this present world. He was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made in his very image, in his likeness. I guess I'll let you have it.